be out of his mind Mama, he's crazy Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Big Lane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Switching up on you. Uh, usually, we've been doing afternoons, but we uh, both were kind of busy yesterday afternoon. We're taping this Tuesday morning, and uh, as you heard, Matt, our songs this morning will be special tributes to just a wonderful duet. One of the biggest duets uh, in the history of country music. Of course, we talk about the Judds, uh, Miss Naomi Judd, 76 years old. I grew up with them. I mean, the Judds were in my house all the time. I've said this to you before, definitely off air and probably on air. Uh, my parents were a lot of fun, and they had a lot of friends, and, and a lot of times they were entertaining or doing different crawfish bowls and, and um, you know floating the river and doing a bunch of stuff. And the Judds were always uh, around our house, and we're playing on the 8-track and then the record player and then CDs and stuff like that. Just I love the Judds. I definitely would have gone to see them. I'd already started to look for tickets. Uh, did the Judds ever play the county fair? Did they ever play the county no, fair? No, they were way bigger than the no, county no, fair. Okay, okay. They were way bigger than our county fair. But uh, I, I had already started to look for tickets for their show in Nashville. I think they were going to play in Biloxi uh, one final tour. I think they were going to do around 15 shows. I already started to look for tickets and then, um, you know, got the message or whatever, you know, it pops up on your phone on Saturday. The, the statement says it all. It said, um, we've lost our mom to mental illness. And um, as Christians, Derek, the devil's real. He is going to attack you when you are trying to uh, win when you're trying to do well when you're trying to succeed and they were scheduled to be inducted into the country music hall of fame uh, on sunday night yeah he's not going to allow you to be praised and that's that's a real thing and um if you have any issues like that if you battle depression and you listen to our show uh, we're going to encourage you to talk with others please talk with someone talk with uh especially your pastor if you attend a local church and you go to church on sundays and you uh have a pastor that you've gotten to know those men and women are always available to you and ready to talk to you about continuing life so just a very sad situation but i love the songs i mean mama he's crazy he's one of their best songs and then there'll be another one to finish the show uh, as well so the judges are um were really really big around the crane household and uh definitely going to be missed so it was very sad to watch that uh video last night i was surprised they didn't cancel it Derek. i mean really of course in the article it said hey they're supposed to be getting the, yeah. the award and that sort of thing and i'm like oh that's terrible and i did really didn't think they'd go through with it and they went ahead anyway which i thought was slightly surprising did you see um, the video yeah i, did did the you video. See, I thought yeah. It was, i mean i thought it was really ricky was, Skaggs. Well done. yeah ricky Skaggs did the best yeah, he could uh, kentucky boy yeah but I, mean, I just again probably probably needed just to kind of Think on it for a little bit. Well, I, mean, I you know, I mean, but, it's very raw. I guess it was raw, and, and you know, but, get but it out the, of the, way. the Judds have been the Judd daughters with their mother has been a labor of love for the last forty years that I know of, and it's not surprising that they did because I can see Winona and Ashley Judd saying, you know what, no. Naomi, you're not going to take the you're not going to take the spotlight off of these other people today. Okay, we're going to continue on with this, yeah. and we're going to give them their time that yeah. that they should have. And I, I could see them that I could probably see that conversation happening, and they move forward with that. So, if you haven't seen the video, go look at it. Country Music Hall of Fame induction of the Judds. Tough. I, I did I did like what what Winona says, where she says I didn't write much or prepare much because <laughs> I figured Mom would have been the one talking. So, yeah. I mean, you know, our hearts go out to them, Derek. But uh, it is real. 
talk to somebody. If you're having issues, having thoughts like that, please talk to somebody. Please keep fighting. Um, I'll continue to scream that here at the UTW Podcast for real. Derek, not an easy segue into our presenting sponsor uh, by any stretch, but uh, we are definitely happy and, and really appreciative of our continued support from our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team for well over a decade when it comes to residential real estate here in DeSoto County. They are ranked as a top team in Mississippi and also America's best real estate professional magazine as a top team. They're full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were also recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. They also won the award of the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club for the Northwest Mississippi Association, which not everybody is a part of, and they were named the top producing team. When you need help with real estate, you want to work with the best. And you can call Brian and Terry at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. It is a great time to list your home in DeSoto County. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in DeSoto County, work with the best. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Remember, every home needs a couch. Derek, I had three people over the weekend say, hey, where are y'all moving to? Where are you moving to? I heard the show on Friday. Uh, thank you again, Chip Johnson, for coming in sitting down with us. And they said, where are you moving to? Where are your studios? We are coming back to the original, Derek. We uh, used to be Mid-South Van Studios That's right. two years ago. Now we're coming back. Mobile Car Rental Studios, corner of McCracken and Commerce. Mobile Car and Van Rentals available to you. Mid-sized cars, full-size cars, pickup trucks, cargo vans, passenger vans. All those type of vehicles. If you have an insurance claim, Mobile Car Rental is ready to help. State Farm, Farm Bureau, Progressive, all the different insurance companies. We'd love to help you. If you have your car going into the body shop, if your car is going in for a long-term repair, two or three weeks for transmission, let us help. Let us try and put you in the right car for you. Mobile Car and Van Rentals located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando, the only car rental place in Hernando, Mississippi. So excited to welcome them in as our studio sponsor, Mobile Car and Van Rental at 662-469-4555. Again, that's 662-469-4555. Thank you again, Mobile Car and Van Rental, for believing in the UTW podcast. Derek had a late night, obviously, and so um, I'm a little bit – we almost forgot our word from the weekend. Had a late night. We're going to talk more about that here in a little while. Derek, your word from the weekend is what? My word from the weekend is contemplative. Can you please stop? You literally do have to – you sit there for 72 hours and say, <laughs> how can I go How can I go with the longest word no. and how can I go with uh, – I mean, get, get the thesaurus out. Get the thesaurus. Contemplative. Go. Contemplative. Uh, contemplative. Uh, this was a uh, word – I mean, actually, this is true. Um, I've spent a lot of the time this weekend, two weeks from now or less than two weeks now. My son will graduate from North Point and Saturday the 14th, and so we're doing a lot of work around the house. We're going to have a after – you know what, after graduation gathering um, just for family and friends of those who can attend because I'm sure a lot of other people will be having that also. And so I have family coming up. Got to make sure the house – Looks halfway presentable, and so spent the weekend kind of doing, you know, just hours of stuff. That was, uh, you know, so as I'm doing all this, trying to get everything ready, you know, just thinking about the reasons you're getting ready, thinking about 18 years ago, uh, you know, my son was about four months old, and we were actually, had actually just sold our house in Olive Branch, and we're moving, or building a house in Hernando. Uh, that happened 18 years ago. So thinking about that as I'm, you know, kind of, we're kind of freshening up the house a little bit for this party. Then also on Sunday, as I'm 
again, working uh, around the house. My son does leave for two graduation parties. Uh, he goes to one in Hernando for a Hernando or two Hernando students. And then another one, um, he went to a couple of graduation party for some of the people in his class. And so, again, just thinking about that and what all that means and how everything's kind of coming to an end uh, for his high school career. And then Monday morning, he forced me that he has three days of school left. <laughs> so he's got Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And, you know, just throughout you know him growing up, uh, I was the one that always fixed the lunches. So just kind of getting everything ready. And this will be the last of his three lunches that I fixed for him. And so again, just kind of thinking about that as you're doing everything. You're still uh, pick, you're still fixing the 18 year old. Oh yeah, I fix lunches. <laughs> oh I mean, you know, I mean they you know, they buy sometimes, but like you know they don't want to buy. I mean, can, can we be honest? You fix breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh yeah, well, no. Uh, <laughs> Come on now. No, no, no. They don't eat breakfast. They don't I'm, eat breakfast. I'm the only one that eats breakfast. So I guess yes, because okay. I, I fix breakfast for myself. It's not sadness really. It's just kind of again contemplative, just kind of thinking about it. Turning and, the page. Uh, yeah, turning, turning the, page the page and just what the next page looks like. And, and I will say this. Um, you know, we talk about Naomi Judd passing, but there was also a, uh, a, a young girl who went to North Point who died in a car wreck uh, Saturday night really? in Oxford. Um, just very, very sad. She actually went to Mississippi State, had come to Oxford for the weekend and was driving back to Startville. Uh, and was killed in a car wreck. And so you hear those things, you think about what, what your kids are doing, they're going to be down there, whether it be Oxford or Startville or anywhere else. You know, they're all in God's hands. And so, you know, his will be done. But Man, it is just tough to hear that then with all of the other exciting, happy news, you know, following on Sunday with all the parties and stuff. So uh, just again, just contemplative. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. I'm sure I'll be that way for the next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, go ahead and get ready for those words. Huh? <laughs> get ready for those words. Next three weeks will be <laughs> no, something. something it'll be with, different. Yeah. It'll be different. Then we have the party on the – whatever, the, yeah. then the graduation will be another be deep word. I'll tell you that one right now. Oh, it's okay, exhaustion. Okay. Plan on that. <laughs> so, Book that one. Yeah. So anyway, that's my word for the weekend. Oh, Derek, go to good word, man. A lot going on, both of us in the next – Two weeks, or uh, you know, May is here. It is graduation season. Uh, we're going to start hearing that that song that plays all every year, uh, like like a twenty year old song for graduation yeah. or something. Yeah, that's going to start happening. And um, man, it is. Congratulations to all the seniors that are starting to wrap up uh, everything. Well, Derek, my word is going to be resolve, and we're going to talk more about that here shortly when it comes to sports coming up pretty soon. But the uh, we talk all the time about the Hernando Lady Tigers, Hernando Tigers, the softball and baseball teams. They both lost on Friday, which we're going to talk about. Then they come back and win on Saturday. Down, uh, the, I know the Lady Tigers were down to the last strike. They won, have the opportunity to play for uh, to continue on, and that's uh, something that's all you can ask for. And then the baseball team with the same thing. Travel down to Germantown, down 0-1. Um, Germantown's playing at home. I heard there was a massive crowd, tons of students just going really, really all over our guys, and uh, they won 8-3. to So yeah. we'll talk more about that in shortly. They won 8-3, to and, um, you know, they had an opportunity to stay alive and, and keep battling. And uh, so my word from the weekend is going to re- be resolve. And, uh, of course, I'm talking about the sports teams, but there's so much m- more meaning and larger meaning for that word and, uh, you know, what we just talked about moments ago. Keep playing. Have the resolve to keep getting in the game. The whistle blows. You get up. You, get, you keep getting in the game. So uh, resolve is my word from the weekend. Well, Derek, let's move on to our uh, preview of the Alderman meeting coming up. Uh, looks like a pretty short agenda, what yes, it looks it like. So hopefully it won't take too, too long. But uh, give us an update or a preview of the Alderman meeting coming on tonight. Uh, the first is uh, we're going to look at on the agenda is item number nine. Now, this is something that was carried over from the planning meeting from 
uh, two weeks ago. Uh, this is the final plot approval for the Creekside Commercial Subdivision, t- uh, two acres um, right next to Muddy's uh, that was discussed. It was tabled last time. It is now being brought back up. Uh, this, again, is for final plot approval. Nick Croonan with Civil Inc. Uh, is representing Mark Anglin, who's the owner of the property. So we'll kind of see what they have, what the final plot is for this. If there's any kind of rumblings of what may be coming there, we will let you know. The next, uh, kind of skipping over to number 14, uh, this is to review revenue for the current year to authorize two police department personnel and authorized to advertise to bid the Sally Port. Now, this is carried over from October. They wanted to hire five police persons. They originally hired three and said, hey, we'll look where we are in April, see how the, the taxes are coming in, see where we are. And so it sounds like that they have enough money, they feel good about their budget, they feel good about anticipating what's going to happen for the rest of the year to go ahead and hire additional two police department personnel. And then again, the Sally Port was approved in the budget to go ahead and bid that out. I think it was around 300000 if I remember right. So uh, anyway, we'll be looking for that to be discussed uh, tonight. Uh, next, Toby Sanford with the Golden Triangle Planning and Development District is going to present his findings for the city's redistricting plan. Now, or again, this if this sounds like, hey, we're talking about this all the time. Probably that, the most covered topic we've yeah. had is redistricting in Hernando. That was because last year, we last time we were 10 years late. Sure. Uh, this year, we were, this is the, they're already looking at the 2020 census numbers that they got in September of 2021, uh, that they are now going ahead and you know what, we're not going to wait nine years. 10 years, we're going to go ahead and do this now. And so it may look very similar since they just did this, but it may be different. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what Toby from the Golden Triangle Planning uh, Development District says tonight and uh, where that goes and and that discussion. And we'll have that for you on Friday. Uh, And then the last, really, Matt, we're skipping down uh, just kind of informational purposes. That's really the meat of the meeting. Uh, There is an executive session tonight for parks personnel. Uh, again, we won't be privy to what that number says. Di- yeah, it could mean a number of different things. Right. right. I mean, it could be raises. It could be layoffs. It could be, uh, at, you know, I, I don't know what it could be. But, um, again, we won't know about it. Uh, but it is on there. So just making you aware. And then finally, uh, the, even after that, they're going to recess the meeting. So, again, this is not – they want to adjourn the meeting. They will recess the meeting until next Monday, May 9th, at 6 p.m. in the City Hall boardroom to discuss the pennies for the parks projects. So it sounds like they, you know, they had a special two aldermen. We're going to go out, start gathering some information, and then they're going to bring this before. And so it looks like they're going to go, instead of adjourning this meeting, they're going to recess the May 3rd meeting to May 9th, and then they'll have the pennies for the parks to add, I guess, to the minutes uh, for this meeting, and then they'll adjourn it. Uh, I'm hoping they adjourn it next week because they'll have a meeting then a week after that. Basically, the May 6th discussion just becomes part of the meeting at the end, and that's, that's well, the it. May 9th. May 9th. May 9th I'm yep. sorry. The May 9th uh, meeting uh, where they can come in. The public will be able to come in, talk about the pennies for the park. So don't forget that. If that's something that interests you, May 9th, 6 o'clock, it will be an open discussion uh, with the aldermen kind of reconvening their May 3rd meeting. So uh, pretty neat. And uh, we talked about it last week with the mayor. He said he was going to begin to have discussions, some open town discussions. Derek and I will always encourage people to go out and be involved with, educate yourself on these things. Don't just listen to someone you know or listen to someone that is a friend of yours who just says, oh, we don't need to do this or we don't need to do that or they're doing that or they're doing this. Educate yourself. Go to the meetings. Look at the plans, the different things that they're going to have for the pennies for the park. Just go take a look. I mean, it doesn't kill you to just go and look, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be live, or uh, you know, do some investigating for yourself. Don't just believe what the lady says in the Sunday school class. You know what I mean? Right. So right. educate yourself for sure. So thanks to the Board of Aldermen and the mayor and everybody that has to be involved on the first and third Tuesday, all the way down to the guys running the uh, you know the YouTube channels. We really appreciate your hard work for the city uh, when it comes to that. Well, Derek, speaking of hard work and maybe paying off, DeSoto County School 
schools had some good things happen since our last show. Tell us about an award for the DeSoto County Schools. Four DeSoto County Public High Schools are ranked among the top ten high schools in Mississippi, and that is according to the latest Best U.S. High School Rankings from the U.S. News Award Report. Uh, now, this is the uh, annual ranks that do this every year, uh, and so it gives an unbiased look uh, as well as the uh, schools serve their students and to try to help you know people in the counties and the in the cities make informed decisions you know to where their kids are going to go. Uh, so the top ranked schools, this is what they're looking for. They're looking for students that scored above expectations in math, science, reading, state assessments, passed an array of college level exams, and also who had the highest four year graduation rates. The, we had four schools, as I said, in DeSoto County. Uh, Lewisburg uh, had 45 percent of the students that had taken at least one AP exam and 29 who had passed at least one AP exam. They finished second in the state with a score of 93.25. Their math proficiency is 89%, reading proficiency 63%, science proficiency is 87%, and Lewisburg has a graduation rate of 94%. There's two other schools. I won't go into detail on them that are in the county, uh, but I want to go ahead and mention them. They're not under the water tower, but we do want to mention them. DeSoto Central placed fifth, and Center Hill placed eighth. So those two schools in DeSoto County are also listed. And then finally, Hernando was next at number nine with a score of 84.61. Hernando had a 25% of students that had taken at least one AP exam and 14 of those who had passed at least one AP exam. Their math proficiency was 77%. Their reading proficiency was 66%. Science proficiency, 84%. And Hernando also had a graduation rate of 94%. So again, if you're, and you're asking kind of where the other schools ranked, Olive Branch was 20th in the state, South Haven 37th, Lake Cormorant 67th, and Horn Lake, 114th in the state. So if you want to go the U.S. News and World Report website, you can go there. You can find all the schools basically in any state in the nation. Uh, but, of course, we are focused here uh, in Mississippi under the water tower. And congratulations to both Lewisburg at number two, Hernando at number nine uh, for finishing in top ten in the state of Mississippi. Derek, between now and the end of May, I won't say between now and graduation, between now and the end of May, as two parents that have graduating kids, I want to talk to you about a couple of things that have surprised me when it comes to AP and dual enrollment before the end of the school year. Okay. Okay. That's right, something I want to discuss. Fair enough. Very, um, I'll just say this. Wilson is going to a state school, loves it. That's where he wants to go. Some people don't know that. Hannah Grace didn't know where she wants to go. Wilson knows he wants to go to Ole Miss. Wilson, from what I can gather, to heck with AP. Dual enrollment's the way to go. Right. I mean, that, there's – a lot because, of uh, talk about that. There's a lot of thought on that. Yes, because and, and this is a little bit something else. And maybe I'm wrong. That there's a uh, if there's anybody that's listening that knows more about this than I do. Hannah Grace took a lot of AP classes. Some people ranked above her did not. Does that make any sense? Right. AP right. classes, A's in all of them, and passed the test. Yeah. Does it make any sense that someone that did not take an AP class would be above kids that did? I've got no words. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, we need a teacher to call yeah. in. Well, maybe maybe like so. Yeah. Maybe they, they yeah. probably wouldn't be like very happy with what I have to say. But we'll talk more about that by the end of May. By the end of school year, I want to talk about it. We have two high schoolers right now about to have a you know your ninth grade daughter is coming up just like my son. Uh, may do things a little different. I'll just sit here and say that. May do things a little bit different when it comes to him because he already knows where he wants to go to school. Before we wrap up the initial part of the UTW podcast, give us a little bit of a heads up. We mentioned uh, probably in the last year. It was, it's been about a year or so it's since been, we announced yep. Michael Lee, local supervisor 
that has been on the UTW podcast announced he was running for sheriff. Uh, Bill Rasco, the, the current sheriff, will not be running or seeking re-election. And uh, someone else has put their hat in that race. Tell us about it. Yeah, Mississippi Highway Patrol Lieutenant Colonel Thomas Tuggle of Hernando, just recently retired from Mississippi law enforcement, has decided he will also run for the sheriff's position. Okay. And he that's being vacated by the retirement, uh, as you said, of Sheriff Bill Rasco. Uh, Rasco actually was at the retirement, uh, or, or him being honored, and he was uh, announced the endorsement of Tuggle to replace him. Uh, again, okay, so Rasco has already announced the endorsement. He's already he announced did his endorsement night. at the other night. Yeah, interesting. For Tuggle okay. to replace him. Tuggle has had a 30-year law enforcement career. He's been with the Mississippi Highway Patrol, as I said. Tuggle graduated from Milota in 1993, and also from the FBI National Academy in 2015. Again, it was at the FBI Academy that Tuggle was named the class president and distinguished graduate, as voted on by the academy staff and the section leader. So, again, this is something that uh, we do have a race now. So, dear, when is that election? Uh, the election is in 20. 2023. Uh, so it's got, early. We're still pretty. Yeah. yeah, still pretty early. We've still got a good year and a half. And then again, they'll take office starting in 2024. Right. But that's what we want. You want competition. You'll have two sides. They'll be able to spend a year and a half now, kind of formulate what they want to do. Be ready to, to see what's best for DeSoto County. And they both, Tuggle lives in Hernando. Uh, Michael Lee also represents this area. Again, I think it'll be a good race. I think Hernando will be well represented in that race. And just looking forward to kind of seeing how that shakes out a year and a half from now. Well, and we still have plenty of time for someone else to announce as well. That's right. I mean, so, you have a, yeah, right <laughs> I mean, now it's two. It could be three, four, five. Yeah, Michael Lee kind of got he got things rolling pretty early by announcing. So uh, very interesting. Uh, again, like you mentioned right there, Hernando um, will be well represented when it comes to the sheriff's race coming up in 23. And I have a strange feeling both of those gentlemen will be on the UCW podcast. So we certainly want to throw that opportunity out there to them. And I figure we probably would. And, and maybe Bill Rasco as well coming up as he uh, retires from the sheriff, longtime law enforcement uh, leader here in the DeSoto County area. So good luck to those two gentlemen and, and anybody else that jumps into the uh, sheriff's race uh, not for me but um, good luck to anybody that wants to do it but uh, you do not have to worry that's yeah alderman mayor zero interest sheriff way down the yeah, freaking yeah. list right there below that below that exactly if you're in the market for insurance in the DeSoto County area, please consider contacting one of our newest sponsors, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Located in South Haven, but ready to work for anyone in DeSoto County, Holland Insurance works with companies such as Nationwide, Kemper, Liberty Mutual, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Mutual of Omaha, some of the largest insurance companies in the entire world trust Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. President Jerry Holland and Vice President Bruce Robinson are ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County that wants to look for a new option when it comes to their insurance. If you currently have a Mississippi insurance license and are considering a move to a fast-paced, fast-growing insurance company, give Bruce or Jerry a call at 662-895-5528. Again, thank you, Holland Insurance. On Sunday, May 22nd, NCS will have its next Preview the Point for lower school grades, senior kindergarten through sixth grade. The event will be at 2 p.m. and will give prospective families an opportunity to tour the school and meet with administration to see if North Point is the right fit for your family. Grades are filling up quickly with upper school and preschool grades having wait list, so they encourage you to register for this event quickly by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. 
North Point Christian is excited that so many families are looking to a Christian education. They have had an influx of new students over the last two years and continue to see excitement for 2022-2023. Don't delay. Call and register today. I want to continue to praise our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Derek, I heard it was huge. Oh yeah, I was. I went there. Um, I was one of my many things I did this weekend. Uh, got there late, about eleven o'clock, and it was a very nice crowd. Yeah, Hernando Farmers Market. Wonderful weather on Saturday. Huge crowd for the kickoff of the 2022 Hernando Farmers Market season right here on the beautiful Hernando Square. The Hernando Farmers Market is a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. Over 40 vendors are kicking off the season with the Hernando Farmers Market every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 to 1 on the historic Hernando Square. Vendors such as Kendall Cattle Beef, Davis Meat Company, Company, six in tubs bagels coffee central and many many others are there on the square for the hernando farmers market the best farmers market possibly in the mid-south the hernando farmers market such a wonderful asset to the city of hernando they're going to be going all the way until the end of october and then they'll have a special farmers market for the dickens of a christmas on november 12th thank you to the hernando farmers market for believing in and sponsoring the utw podcast we wish you well for the 2022 season Again, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square. Well, Derek, speaking of assets to the city of Hernando, of course, we would have to mention the DeSoto County Museum, our sponsor for the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Last week, we did not have a Fact of the Week because we wanted to shine a spotlight on the star students for DeSoto County Schools. So we did that during the DeSoto County Fact of the Week time. This week, DeSoto County Fact of the Week, brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum, located right here on Common Street, across from Bait Corp South. Open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is free. Does not cost you a dime to take your friends, your family, your kids, anybody you'd like to take to the DeSoto County Museum right here in Hernando. Derek, this week's DeSoto Fact of the Week is what? Well, Matt, we have talked about the legendary Vaughn Theater before yeah. and how it got the name Vaughn at the time. Now, in the late 60s, the theater was acquired by Eddie Bond, a legendary entertainer who owned and operated the old Vaughn Theater from the late 60s until the 1980s before it shut its doors to the public. He was the one that renamed it and added Bond, B-O-N, his last name was Bond, B-O-N-D. Uh, he added Bond to Von Bond for himself. Eddie recorded the soundtrack Walking Tall about the infamous lawman Buford Pusser. Great movie. Not, not, not the rock version, right, but the, right. the original, yeah. Yeah, and had several hits in the early 1960s. He eventually moved to Carville, where he died in 2013 at the age of 80. Not only is he in the Rock of Billy Hall of Fame, but he also was the man who turned down 18-year-old Elvis Presley to join his band, uh -oh. which caused Presley to decide to cut his own record at Sun Studio, and of course, the rest is history. Absolutely. So, <laughs> that is, that is the, uh, the, the little history lesson for you there, but also, he was the man who, get, who put the B-O-N at the end of Vaughn to give us what is currently known as the Vaughn Bond Theater. Very interesting, Derek. Vaughn Theater obviously has a lot of um, history here in Hernando. You and I know people that we've, we're friends with and people that, we're, people that we are acquainted with for years now that have been working towards uh, – it possibly something different for the Vaughn Theater. So uh, again, I, I'm gonna be interested, man. I did not know. We talked about it before, and I guess I hadn't really paid attention. It it closed like in the early '80s. Like, wow. And so, it's been closed 35, 40 years. Right. So people that are raising money were actually alive to remember it. Sure. You know, it's one thing when you say, okay, well, this would be cool to have, but it's another thing when people our age 
remember they might have actually gone and seen a couple of performers there right. before it shut down. And so I could really understand, you know, if that was my hometown, if I was originally from here, wanting to bring that back. So I, I do appreciate what they're trying to do. I think the tough part for the Vaughn Theater, I mean, you and I have been to Oxford and been to the Lyric. The size of it is tough. Yeah, it's The size small. of it it's is tough small. because the Lyric has enough, you can put enough people in there, add enough per ticket to make money. So the Vaughn Theater's uh, kind of small and, and, and kind of tough uh, thing. But what a wonderful fact of the week. Thank you, Rob Long, with the DeSoto County Museum. We really appreciate you always being so great and gracious in giving us the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, DeSoto County Museum, again, right here on Commerce Street. Get by and see Rob Long today. As I mentioned a second ago, the DeSoto County Museum is such an asset to the city of Fernando. And Derek, tell us about another asset that has been here for quite a while. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients, and you can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239 podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, spring cleanups, fence repair, gate repair, new fence construction, anything on the outside of your home or office, give Richard a call. Let him come out and take a look. If he cannot do the job for you, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 292-8855. You can also find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. I do have to give a quick shout out to Richard. I got a text yesterday. Lady texted me and said, Richard Williams told me to call you about a car rental, and we were working on that claim for that nice lady. Thank you, Richard, for supporting mobile car and van rental and supporting local businesses. We really, really appreciate that. Again, Williams Services, 662-292-8855. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing their very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continued education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention to why it was such a good night last night. Uh, just a busy night. I didn't get home till well past 10. The Hernando Tiger softball team and Hernando Tiger baseball team had game three winner move on games in Hernando right here under the water tower, and it was awesome, Derek. We're going to get to that in just a second, give you the updates on that game, and uh, hopefully, you know, definitely some good news for the city of Hernando. But, Derek, tell us about some North Point soccer, softball, baseball before we turn our attention to under the water tower. All right, we'll, we'll go up north first. Uh, the Trojan soccer team played their last 
best regular season and district match on Friday night against the Harding Lions. Brody Erber had a hat trick, and Eli Bailey assisted on all three goals, and the Trojans get the 3-0 victory and finish fourth in their district. They will host the five seed in the other West Division in the first run of the playoffs tonight at 5.30 p.m. Who is that? That is a TRA. They're playing okay. TRA for the first round. Tipton Rosemark, everybody. That is correct. Tipton Rosemark Academy. The winner of that match tonight will face the 1-8, the one-seed, eight-seed game Thursday night, while the loser, of course, will be sent home for the season. So if you're a fan of soccer at all, uh, come out to the Dr. and Mrs. Claire E. Cox Field on the Trojan campus on Tuesday night to cheer on the Trojans. Good luck to all the North Point Trojans, especially Bo Big Lane, uh, our favorite defenseman for the Trojans, as he continues his senior year. And uh, just want to wish all of them well and uh, play as, far, as long and as, and as far as you can. Uh, good luck in the playoffs. All right, next turn into North Point softball. The Lady Trojans wrapped up a perfect district season last week uh, and they played last night against Bartlett, losing in a one-run game uh, on Monday night, awaiting the regional tournament that starts on Wednesday. So, again, the regional tournament starts tomorrow. So this is kind of a tune-up game, lost by one run. As of this airing, of course, this is Tuesday morning, the opponent is still unknown. Uh, they play, The opponents played late last night. As of this morning, there was nothing tweeted out could find that um, you know of who they're playing in that first round but they will be playing tomorrow uh, in the first round well I guess the second round of the regional tournament and we'll have any games played and updates on our Friday show absolutely good luck Lady Trojans softball started off the season uh, pretty tough they were struggling weren't playing a lot of games but now they seem to have come in their own and uh, you know no big deal losing to Bartlett. Not a big deal. The game doesn't matter. The playoffs start now and go as far as you can. Now turning to North Point Baseball, uh, the Trojans have played three games since our last show against two public 6A Tennessee schools and then one private school up in Memphis. In the first game, the Trojans defeated the Bartlett Panthers 2-1 to in a defensive battle that remained scoreless until the sixth inning. Hudson Brown goes all seven innings for the win, allowing one run on three hits and striking out seven. Connor McNatt and Sean Giampertone each had an RBI, while James Smith went two for two. In the second game, the Trojans were on the other end of a one-run game, losing 4-3 to three to Covington High School. Jay Ferguson took the loss for the Trojans, and Hudson Brown had all three RBIs on a three-run home run. The Trojans then played Christian Brothers last night and lost the game 7-4 to four as they basically pitched a different pitcher each inning. Sure. Uh, they were trying to stay warm. Their playoffs start Thursday, which I'll get to in just a second. Their playoffs start Thursday night. And so, again, they kind of threw a pitcher an inning. Uh, ended up playing, still playing a pretty good game against a really good Christian Brothers team. Uh, but with that loss, they are now 19-9. and nine. Of course, they finished 6-2 and two and in first in district. And so being in a district champs, they, they did get the bye. The teams that they're supposed to play will play tonight, pending rain, obviously. So if they play tonight, they're waiting the winner of tonight's game. That's where they'll find out who they play in the first game of the regional tournament starting Thursday night. Good luck, Trojans. Uh, the, the record doesn't matter. 19 and 9, yep. 9 and 19. The playoffs start. You got first in district. You get your uh, get yourself a bye. Hopefully, should pair you up with some teams that you can beat and move on into the uh, the bigger tournament, as we've talked about with the Tennessee private schools. So, good luck to the Trojans coming up over the next two or three weeks. All right, next, the Lewisburg versus Hernando softball. So, again, this is covering both of the softball teams that we cover. This was the second round of the 6A softball tournament and had all an all-DeSoto County feel in this area with Lewisburg or Hernando squaring off. In game one in Hernando, Aaron Abrams stepped up in the circle and went all seven innings, getting eight strikeouts and frustrating the Lady Tiger batters in a 6-2 victory over the higher-ranked Tigers. Jalen Taylor had two hits and Harville led the Lady Patriots with two RBIs. For Hernando, Allie Callahan and Agner both had two hits in the loss. 
Lewisburg then hosted the next night. Hernando got on the board first, going up early 1-0. But then Lewisburg started putting runs on the board and took a 3-1 lead into the top of the seventh. They got two quick outs and only needed one more out to advance to that North State final. However, Hernando then put together a string of singles and scored three runs with two outs to take a 4-3 lead. Lewisburg goes three and out in the bottom half of the seventh inning, and Hernando gets the win. Julia Shaw goes all seven innings for that win. Raleigh Eister led all hitters with three hits, and Avery Wolf led both teams with three RBIs off of two hits. Walker for Lewisburg had two hits in the loss. The Hernando comeback forced a deciding game three Monday night in Hernando. Of course, Matt, that's what you alluded to earlier. Absolutely. Uh, this game pretty much started off all Hernando. Hernando scored one run in the first four innings, taking a 4 nothing lead. Both teams kind of went nil in the fifth. Hernando gets an insurance run in the sixth, going up 5-0. Uh, Lewisburg does tack on one in the top of the seventh, but, of course, too little too late as the Hernando Tigers come back from one out away. One from strike away. One strike, one out away uh, in the second game to come all the way back, force the game three, and then take the game three, 5-1. to one. Hernando gets the win and will advance to the next round to play Germantown, the Germantown Mavericks who uh, we uh, – and Hernando kind of already knows who they are yeah. and where they are. <laughs> they know their way up here. You'll hear that in just a second. But they know – and look, they traveled quite well last night for the baseball game. Yeah, they did travel well. Uh, again, so they will face Germantown in the next round, round three uh, of the softball playoffs. So, again, good luck, Lady Tigers. They will host – Friday night. Correct. Uh, so they are the higher seed of the two teams. They will host. They will travel to Germantown on Saturday. And then, of course, a deciding game three, if necessary, we'll be back in Hernando Monday night. We cover the Lewisburg Lady Patriots and Patriots. Uh, Want to wish them a, a, a wonderful season. you got to be tough to lose the same way two seasons in a row. Beat Hernando at home. Travel back to uh, Lewisburg and then have to come back for a deciding game. Maybe this is the uh, spark that Hernando needs because that's exactly what happened last season. So we shall see. I know they've got a lot of stuff going on. They're the Hernando soft Football Tigers are uh, just battling, and uh, we wish them nothing but the best. We'll keep cheering them on as hard as we can. Keep getting out, supporting these young people. Hernando softball game, time to be decided, but the game will be Friday night at home. If they win that one, they go to Germantown with a chance to win that one, uh, that series. So get out and support those Lady Tigers. Last night was a huge game. Hundreds of people were out at the softball game when I was able to catch the last uh, inning. And uh, like you said, Lewisburg tacked on one run, but uh, you know got the final out, and Hernando celebrated. So congratulations to those young people and Coach Nikki Witten for a job well done. Good luck in the next round. We'll look forward to covering that on Friday. All right, turning to the baseball team. The baseball team also started the second round of the playoffs, hosting, again, Germantown High School out of Madison on Friday since the Tigers were the higher seed. The game turned into a heartbreaker for the Hernando Tigers as they lost the lead late in a 3-2 defeat. Germantown was down 2-1 in the top of the fifth inning when a Germantown batter hit the scoreboard on a two-run homer that ended the scoring for the night. The pitching was strong on both sides, and Thomas Mitchell took the loss for Hernando. Mitchell allowed five hits, and three runs over six innings, striking out nine in that loss. Topher Jones led Hernando with two hits and three at-bats, and Luke Romine had a home run. Like the Lady Tigers, the Baseball Tigers needed a win on the road Saturday night in Madison to keep their season alive. And by the way the game started, they seemed to understand that. The Tigers jumped out to an early lead over Germantown and took home an 8-3 victory on Saturday night. Hernando scored on a single by Topher Jones in the first inning and a single by Preston Johnson in the second inning. Hernando then pulled away for good with two runs in the second and four runs in the fifth inning. Jones and Walker Craft all moved runners across the plate with RBIs in the inning on the way to the victory. Tyler Sullivan won all seven innings for the victory, allowing seven hits and three runs while striking out seven and walking one. 
Kraft, Jones, and Johnson all had two hits to lead Hernando Tigers, with one of Jones' hits being a two-run home run. That was a great win for the Tigers. This forced a deciding Game 3, also in Hernando last night. And Matt, both of us were there in different forms and fashions. I got there late, uh, stayed about two or three innings. You got there later and stayed at the end of the game. Um, So just a great, great atmosphere, great crowd, a lot of noise, a lot of yelling. I will say this, uh, we talked about this before we go into that game, never seen baseball team do chants. Yeah. They, they were chanting like a softball. When you team. say chants, you mean like "Hey ho, hey!" Right? Like, like, like in the dugout, yeah, in the dugout, uh, uh, and, you know, just clapping and stuff. Clapping and not, not like, my thing. Very much not. No, my like thing. a lot of fra- like you know, just a lot of chants and fra- like. It's again, a different. When, it's a different world. Imagine when you're doing a softball game, but like they're going at each other. Like they're having like <laughs> right. who's louder? The real you know, close. Yeah. What about you? Back and forth. Uh, yeah. Baseball does not do that, except no. for the Germantown Mavericks. They yeah. do that. They uh, seem to enjoy that, <laughs> which is interesting. Before you get into the details of the game, thank you, Hernando, for showing up last night. Uh, I think they expected over 1,200 people there. Uh, I don't know if they got there, but, man, just a lot of people, tons of students. Germantown was well represented. Those those kids drove up the two-and-a-half-hour drive from Madison, and they were very well represented last night. And just a wonderful atmosphere and a good game. You know, as you can tell from our voice, Hernando did come out on top. Derek, give us the details of how they did it. All right, so Hernando started off again quickly, just like they did on Saturday night. Hernando got five runs in the first two innings, helped – with a grand slam by Brody Martin, which, uh, again, I just missed that. I got there a little bit after that. I'm sure that was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. That went up a 5 nothing. However, uh, Germantown came roaring back because by the time I did get there, it was 5-5. to uh, They came back, tied the game 5-5, to uh, entering the hey, fourth. Real, real quick, let me give you a little info there. It was 5-2. to two. Our students, the guy, the guy was getting up there to bat, and they said, hey, number five, you suck. Bing! Three. <laughs> Three-run home run. <laughs> they yelled, number five, you suck. And uh, he proceeds to a three-run home run. Uh, so now, good it, for that kid. And say, look, right, watch well, I want to say this. It was also hard to uh, hard to kind of keep up with who was winning because uh, during practice yes. earlier that day, I yes. uh, was told that Topher Jones knocked out the scoreboard with yep. the home run. Literally just darkness. Complete darkness. Every time somebody crossed the plate, the announcer had to come on and say, hey, updated score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was pretty good. I uh, did joke around. I watched the end of the game with uh, Alderman Bruce Robinson and Alderman uh, Ben Piper and said that uh, the Hernando Tigers were going to request to the board tonight uh, that the <laughs> scoreboard score be board. fixed. A new scoreboard. See if we can get that in. ARPA funds. Uh, <laughs> so, again, five to five uh then hernando goes up seven to five uh then then nine to seven yes. uh, so work on nine to seven and it kind of stayed there for a couple innings got a little back and forth uh germantown um started coming back it looked like they were going to make a game of it got a little scared there it was nine to five they worked it to nine to seven had a kind of a big inning however the tigers were able to get out of it and that was as close as they would get as the tigers tack on two more runs to get the score to 11 to seven luke romine comes in the last two innings, closes it out that's true Preston Johnson got the win. He earned the win for the – he went two and one-third inning, allowing two runs on five hits, striking out two and, and walking one. Again, Luke Romine came in for the save. Tigers get the 11-7 to victory. Uh, just an absolute, you know, great atmosphere, great win. Yes. Uh, the, I mean, this is the Tigers. Into the third round now, we'll play the Oxford Chargers. Uh, Oxford is the higher-ranked team. Again, they're both one-seeds. Not sure how that tiebreaker works. It may be just overall record. Uh, but anyway, Oxford it will be the one seed. Therefore, Hernando will travel to Oxford Friday night. We'll play in Hernando Saturday night. And then a deciding game three, if necessary, will be in Oxford Monday night. So, again, just we know Oxford. They're always a tough team. I believe Lewisburg played them for senior night, beat them while one run. Uh, but we don't know, obviously, who they pitched. It was kind of a warm-up sure. game before the playoff started. So, really don't know. They haven't played each other this year. So, again, it'll be a great, should be another great crowd. You know they're going to bring a crowd only an hour away. So, cannot wait to see how the Tigers do this weekend. 
Derek, I think a lot of people in DeSoto County expected D.C. or Lewisburg to go far. They expected them to be still alive. Uh, it is Hernando. Lewisburg lost to Germantown in the first round. Hernando beat Germantown in the second round. They're still alive. Uh, Hernando Tigers, just believe in yourself. Go down to Oxford. Oxford's always good. They're going to be good. They have a lot of talent, as usual. Uh, they're they're in the third, fourth round, fifth round uh, every single year. So uh, get ready for them and, and you know travel down as best you can on Friday. Then on Saturday night, let's try and pack the stadium with another 1,500 people for Saturday night's game to see if we can uh, you know defeat the Chargers and move on to, to uh, in the state playoffs. So congratulations to all the young people we've been talking about, especially the softball teams and the soccer teams. If you're in the playoffs and your last game may be today, we can't congratulate you enough on every, everything you've done and wish you nothing but the best. And uh, we will be cheering hard. Uh, here at the UTW podcast, absolutely. Looks like just beautiful weather. I've already checked the weather. Uh, I think the rain kind of pushes through Thursday yep. evening, yep. Uh, early Friday morning, but then beautiful the rest of Friday and Saturday and Sunday, 78, 82, something like that. Just absolutely gorgeous weather for this weekend. And I believe Monday is almost 90 degrees. Looking good. So it's uh, looking great. So again, no excuses. Get out there Friday and Saturday. Well, Friday, of course, travel with the team if you have somebody playing or if you just want to do something on a Friday yeah. night. Or the Saturday. softball team on Friday or at the, home. That's right, at yeah. home. And then Saturday, again, softball travel to Madison, which may be a little far for some people. Uh, but, of course, the baseball team will be at home that night. So, again, plenty to do and watch around here uh, in DeSoto County, especially in Hernando. This podcast will always uh, let you know what's going on with young people in the area. Uh, the baseball team still going on. Uh, all the different sports that we love to watch and cheer these teams on. Look, they put Hernando across their chest, and they travel all across the state representing us. The least we can do is get out for a couple hours and cheer them on because they are uh, representing our town, and we really, really appreciate that. Look, if you enjoy everything you hear on the UTW podcast sports some politic talk praising of teachers talk of different things with uh you know all meetings and all that kind of stuff let others know it share it with friends and family wherever you listen to our show somewhere on that app is a share button simply share the link to your friend your aunt your uncle your cousin if you hear a person's name or a young person's name on our show send it to them say hey these guys mentioned you on their show that's going to help us grow help us represent exactly what we want to do was to support young people in the hernando area you can also find us on facebook at utw podcast instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod wherever you listen to our show give us a five-star review simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts if you enjoy our show look for ob pod their show drops really early on monday mornings they cover the eastern side of desoto county also talk about lewisburg olive branch and center hill athletics ob pod well derek as you mentioned in the beginning of our show uh you and i've got about three weeks worth of senior work senior stuff graduation uh kind of that chapter closing one chapter closing another chapter opening so i'll be praying for you over the next couple of weeks and congratulate all those seniors as they enjoy their may uh you know senior may is what it's going to be called so we really really wish you nothing but the best and all safety prayers for safety all month long well Derek if there's nothing else I'm Matt and I'm Derek join us next time under the water tower